morning, everybody. It is Sunday morning on October 31st, and it is Halloween. Happy Halloween. I um, I went to a haunted house yesterday. Well, I'm going to re re rewind that. I was in the passenger seat of my friend when she drove her grandkids to a haunted house. And it was in the area where I used to live when I was married. And I, I told her, I said, I won't go in the haunted house, but I will be the, your passenger. And she kept trying to get me to go in. And the tickets were $30 each. And I, I mean, I couldn't afford it, number one, but she was going to pay. She's so sweet. But I didn't feel good about it at all. So we drive up there and she's got her grandkids in the back. And um, one of them is great. The other two, not so great. They're middle schoolers that have no respect for adults. And being a teacher, I don't tolerate that. And so a lot of kids probably don't like me that are in that age bracket, especially because I'm not currently teaching middle school or high school right now. And so they think they can talk back to adults. And that's not okay. And so when I call them on it, they don't like that. And their grandmother doesn't really call them out on it. She just kind of tolerates it. And so it was really hard drive back from that area. And so I got home and I was kind of shaken. I'm not going to go into details of what it was, but it was inappropriate of, of this 15 year old to say to me and she was in the wrong. And so I had to put up my hand as the adult and say, I'm not going to argue with you. And I just said, you know what? You're right. And that ended the conversation. I don't argue. Um, <laughs> when I say that, I think of the movie, The Fugitive, when Tommy Lee Jones shoots one of the guys that is holding up one of his guys hostage. And he says, I don't bargain. Well, I don't argue. I'll tell you why. Because I was married to a man who could argue with a fence post if he could, if he would. His brother, same way. When we married, I was 42. I'd never been married, never had children. You know, that was the goal of my life, and it didn't happen. So this gay guy came along at the right time when I needed someone to love and take care of, and he needed someone to love and take care of him, and he didn't want to do anything about it. He just, you know, he was 26 years older than I, so I was 42, and he was 60, whatever the age is, 68, 69. He actually lied about his age when we got married. And so when we got to the, where you get your wedding, not certificate, but whatever you sign to get married, his age was older. And I said, what? So number one off the bat, that should have been my first red flag. But I thought the best of him. You know, I, I cared about him. I wasn't in love with him. I loved him. But then the very first week of our marriage, he told me that I... He said a phrase that was so hurtful, and I don't even remember it now, thank goodness, but he implied that I was mentally insane and I needed help. And I went, oh my, oh my, is this what marriage is going to be like? And it was the first week, that it was that first week of marriage in the first week of September that I should have left. I should have left. But hey, I was taught that when you're married, you're married. You're married for life. Or whatever, and, and in, in our religion, you marry in a temple and you're you're sealed for life and for eternity. I'm 
grateful that didn't happen. <laughs> um, I'm not opposed to that, but when you when someone changes their spots once they put a ring on your finger, um, things get really difficult. So, anyways, back to my back to my story about Halloween. So I came home last night and I was eating because that's how I know how to deal with stress. I was breathing, but I was eating. And I did not like the way I felt. And so I told my friend, I said, if we, I will never be in a car with this girl again. She did this two other times to me. Um, the girl needs help. And uh, she's got some issues at home. And that's not my problem. You know, I'm, I'm nothing to her except for her grandmother's friend. So I, I won't be continuing with that. But I, I put up my boundary and I said, I will never again ride in a car with her because See, it still is bothering me today. So I'm glad I have this outlet to talk. Anyways, so this morning I get up and I'm in the moderator for the Chris Farley fans on Facebook. And there's 45,000 members. We went from 5,000 members in December of last year to over 45,000 members this month. So that's been a lot of mothering and mama bearing. And there's a lot of people on there that are just pretty naughty, nasty people. So we've had to, Cassie and I, she's the administrator. We've had to weed them out. Bless her heart. She asked me to help her out, you know, and she's so great. She's, she's in her early twenties and I'm in my early 50s, not forties. And she's so adorable. I just love her to death. I just shout out to Cassie. Love you girl. Um, but I get on there and yesterday, some people said some pretty nasty things about me because I said, we don't use the F-bomb on here. So I deleted their comments and then somebody else came on this morning and called me a fascist ass. And I went, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> so he, that person will be blocked. But I, 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 the last two days I've been attacked, like attacked for things that I believe in. And that's not okay, but it happens. It happens when you are a really good person and you stand for the right. It happens. So do I have a thick skin? No, I do not. Did I cry about it? No, I didn't cry about it. I got angry. And then I took some deep breaths. I didn't eat. I just ate my portion of what I need for breakfast. Thought about it. And then I pulled up my YouTube channel because I wanted to watch some general conference episodes from my church. And lo and behold, there was a little article on gaslighting. And I, I know a little about gaslighting, but not enough to, to be an expert, of course. So I, it really kind of intrigued me. So I clicked on it. It was only five minutes. And there was, it said 10, there's 10 ways, 10 phrases that gaslighters use. And I went through every phrase and I went, oh my word. Every single one of those phrases is a phrase that my ex-husband used on me at different points in our marriage. I, I couldn't see it because I was, the longer I stayed in the marriage, the more I closed my eyes to what was going on. And thank God for good friends who pulled me out of that situation and said, listen, you're not who you are. You're miserable. And there was two or three friends that are my true friends ever since high school and then ever before high school. Shout out to them. I don't want to embarrass them or anything, but they know who they are. I love them to death. They're, they're my rocks. Um, but they helped me to get out of that horrible marriage. I don't believe he's a horrible man. I believe that he has learned things in his life to make him the victim and the other person that calls him out on it, whatever. So I'm just really grateful that I was able to get out when I did. 
I know there's many women out there, maybe even many men that do get gaslighted. And it is a form of emotional abuse. When they said that, it just rung so true. I grew in growing up, that's all I ever received was emotional abuse. And so, but isn't it interesting that I didn't even notice it when I married a man who is an emotional abuser? So, and then he always asked, why did we get divorced? And I said to him, we got divorced because you don't know why we got divorced. And every time I saw him after that, you know, he wanted to be friends. Well, I ended that real quick last week because he said some things. And this was the phrase he used. I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, I got very angry and I hung up on him and I said, we are not friends. And I hung up the phone. I blocked him. And I felt really good about that, that I did that. We don't have to put up with garbage like that. We don't have to be the victims. When you, when, when we state how we feel and it gets thrown back on us by a person, you know, that is not a good person. Um, my ex is not a good person to me. I was falling into this trap. And like I said, a few of my true friends said, get out. You've got to get out now because they could see it. So final, my final point is sometimes we're in the thick of things. When we're in the thick of things, we don't see what's really going on. It takes true friends that love us enough to say, hey, let's get you the help you need. Let's get, let's get you out. And thank God for them. I'm so thankful today. For good friends. In this world. And out of this world. So. You guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you later.